everybody. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. Thank you for joining me. On this podcast, I talk to people who are living out a greater calling in their lives, people who are living with passion and purpose and making a difference in the world. And today I get to talk to Trisha Hunt. And Trisha and I have been friends since we were in our 20s and we both lived in Chicago. And now um, we both live in Texas. She lives in Dallas and I live in Austin. But it's awesome to be reconnected with Trisha and just to follow up with her on what she's doing. She's a health coach. And so I'm super excited about all the tips and tricks she's going to share with us today. She's inspirational and she's an entrepreneur. So we talk about business and I just can't wait for you to meet her. So welcome. Thanks for being here and enjoy. Okay. I'm so excited that you're here with me. Hi, Trisha. How are you? I'm great, too. How are you? I'm so good. Okay, so for everyone who's listening, Trisha and I have known each other since, um, were we like 21, 22? Or yeah, when did we... right? Yeah. Long and we lived time. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And First jobs out of college. <laughs> okay, you guys are going to hear us um, speaking over each other a lot, apparently, <laughs> on this. <laughs> Um, okay, you go. You go, Trisha. Can you introduce yourself and just say hi? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Trisha Hunt, and I am a certified health coach, and I um, am the founder of Trisha's Wellness Tribe. And Sue, I'm excited that you asked me to talk to your audience today and be a part of this. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for coming on. I know you have so much good advice, and I know so many people are looking to get healthier in the new year. Mm. Um, and I know January is probably a really busy month for health coaches and um, <laughs> physical, anybody who's like personal training or I know the uh, gyms are really packed now too. And um, I noticed that like everyone's buying their veggies and their mm -hmm. fruit. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I thought this was just a really good time for us to chat. But as I mentioned earlier, Trisha and I have known each other since we were in our 20s and um now we both live in Texas, which is so cool, and reconnected recently. And so it's just so fun to see you following your passion and your dreams and creating your business. And just so I'm excited to talk to you about the health coaching stuff and also just about kind of the entrepreneurial part of it as well. Um, okay. So yeah, so thanks for being here. So when you say um, you're a certified health coach, can you explain maybe to people who don't know what that means? Like, what do you do? Oh, sure. Sure. So, um, so as a health coach, you might think of, when we think coaching, we usually think athletics, right? We think yep. that, you know, you're the, you're the football coach, you're the swim coach. And that person, if you picture them, they're always on the sidelines, right? They're, they have a clipboard, they have yeah. a game plan in mind, and they're helping to bring out what they know that athlete on the field can do. Because there's a goal, right? To win a game or to score a point or to, um, you know, even win the debate. There's debate coaches. So I'm the same thing. I am that coach. I'm going to be provide guidance, encouragement, accountability, education what, in helping people reach their health and wellness goals. So as a health coach, it's not about teaching you to live my lifestyle. It's about what is your goal? Where do you want to be? how come you haven't been able to get there on your own so far? So we're going to break through what some of the things are that hold you back. And we're going to figure out how do we work around that? How do we make sure that you can change your life and change your habits so that you reach those health and wellness goals that you have? And it's not always about food. You know, it's about habits. It's about what are you doing in your life um, 
to make sure that you feel healthy and have wellness. Oh, I so, love that. Yeah. And it looks different for every person, right? Right. Because some people, their goal is to lose weight. Right. Some people, their goal is to be able to crawl on the floor with their grandkids. For yes. some people, their goal, um, I worked with a client one time and she said, when my son is 16 and he's playing soccer, I want to be the crazy lady at the top of the bleachers <laughs> being able to cheer for him. I, I don't want to be the one that can only get to the first row of the bleachers. I won't be able to see anything. Yes. And, and so it's, it's what is that goal? Like what do you have in mind for what your version of health and wellness looks like? And awesome. then let's figure out how to get you there. So I had a friend once who went to a health coach and she said that the person asked her, like, what's your non-negotiable? And I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. And, and she was saying, what do you mean? And she's like, like, what's the thing you like, do you have to have a glass of wine or do you have to have like a piece of chocolate every night? Or do you have to like, that's okay. Like, tell me, tell me like mm -hmm. your real lifestyle and we're going to figure out something that works for you. And I loved the flexibility of that because I think what makes people mm -hmm. feel stressed out is this stringent, like strict plan that doesn't really fit the way that they live. So yeah. I love hearing that you said that. So you're well-versed in kind of a lot of different, I know when we talked about your training briefly, you told me that you, you kind of had to learn like all the different plans and programs. So if somebody comes to you and says, I want to do paleo, you're going to know what mm -hmm. that is. Or I Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And so there's, there's a whole slew of nutritional theories out there and we call them theories for a reason because mm -hmm. what works really well for some does not work well for someone else. Right. And so, um, so it's, a, it's an idea of you are your own personal scientific experiment. Yeah. So if you have a hypothesis that says, if I eat more fat and less grains, I think I'm going to feel better. Well, then you try it and you eat that way for a while. Do you feel better? Because yeah. if you do, then that is a good plan for you. And someone else might eat that same way and they might feel sluggish or they might not sleep well or there might be something that happens in their body. So when it comes to choosing an eating style, um, and I always refer to it that way, oftentimes people will say, well, what diet are you on? Mm -hmm. And a diet is finite. A diet mm -hmm. is I'm going to start it and I'm going to stop it and I hope that there's something that happens in between. But yeah. this is about making lifestyle choices. This is about what do you, how do you want to shape your life to look when it comes to what you put in your body? And then also going a step further, what do you put on your body? Who do you surround yourself with? Mm -hmm. What type of job do you have? Is that really helping you to live out your vocation? Um, I love the education that I got. And one of the things that I value from that is we would talk about food as being um, kind of your secondary nourishment mm. because your primary nourishment are things that we don't consider nourishment. So that's going to be your relationships, what your career or your vocation might be. Are you getting physical exercise uh, or physical activity? Um, what's your spiritual life like? Because we, we really think about health and wellness and it's all about what am I eating? Am I sleeping enough? Did I drink my apple cider vinegar today? Yes. We, we go down that checklist. Yep. But then the other side of it is you could be eating the most organic, grass-fed, perfectly prepared diet, 
But if you are at a job that you hate, mm-hmm. you will get sick. Yes. Because that stress is going to overload what these healthy things are doing for your body. That stress is just going to come in and negate all of that. So it's this okay. interesting balance of which comes first for people. Um, you as a life coach, oftentimes it's the life aspects that come first. I yeah. hate my job. What should I do? I'm not yeah. sure these are the right people I'm surrounding myself. How do I get out of it? Yeah. Um, but for me, it's people who come at it from a health and nutrition aspect. Yeah. And then it turns out by the end of their journey, it's not just about eating food. It's about, wow, now I can think clearly. And now when I take a step back and look at my life with this energy and this clear mind and this healthy body, I need to seek wellness in other ways too. Yes. Oh, so I it's amazing. It's, it's, it's so an amazing, amazing journey. And it's like all these aha moments I'm sure that people are having, even about like if they're, you know, binge eating or if they're um, mm. eating from their emotions, like even just recognizing that in yourself and realizing, okay, I have the power to make better choices for myself. Absolutely. And the clarity of mind. I loved, um, I did the whole 30 once and I had, that was the biggest thing out of it that I got is like, I could think clearer and I wasn't mm-hmm. having that three o'clock slump where I felt like I needed coffee or something. Right. Um, and that was so cool to see. And then of course I went off of it and kind of went back to <laughs> my habits again. <laughs> um, but I love the idea of a lifestyle change. And I think for me too, that has to do with the way that you're addressing it is so welcoming and it's not scary because it feels like you could make slow changes. It's not like we need to get this done in a month. Like you, you mentioned with the diet and it's not finite. It's like, Oh, we've got all the time in the world. Yeah. Um, we just have to make some changes and as along the way. But I love somebody brought up once that the word diet has the word die in it for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I always think of it as one of those bad four letter words. <laughs> yes. Right? But yeah, yeah, it has the word die in it. That's not cool. No. <laughs> that's that's not inspiring. But I love learning about all the different programs. And I think it's so interesting how um, it's kind of trendy right now, right? To be like keto or paleo. Mm-hmm. And I remember years ago when like Atkins diet was a big thing. Um, I remember when my mom was doing like the grapefruit diet. <laughs> right, right. Um, and, or like South Beach. And like there's all these different kinds. And I've always been interested in just seeing what people are up to. I actually just got a cookbook, which I never really get cookbooks, but I got Gwyneth Paltrow's new cookbook called The Clean mm-hmm. Plate. Have you seen that one? I haven't seen it yet. No. It's really beautiful. It. <laughs> and she has some functional medicine doctors in there talking about like yeah. kind of giving some tips and things, which I think is amazing. And so yeah. interesting. Well, I think for me, um, part of my fascination with helping people get healthy is the fact that we never learned growing up that food was so impactful to our life. Yes. You know, I joke around sometimes like that we learned about food from Betty Crocker and Cosmo magazine, right? <laughs> that is probably not the two best health sources in the right. world. Right. Right. And totally. our parents did the very best that they could given the knowledge that they exactly. had at that time, given where science was at that time, and given where advertising was at that time. Exactly. And so all of these things have come into our psyche and have built these habits 
um, and these cultural norms. Yep. And, and we, we think it's supposed to be a certain way, but it doesn't have to be. Nobody says it has to be. And if you stop and look at the new science, we actually know now how food impacts our body all the way down to the cellular level. Yeah. And, and so you are making a decision every single time you put something in your mouth. Every single time you take a drink, you're either giving your body good information or you're hurting yourself. Yeah. Like there's no in between. It's either right. good for the cell or it's bad for the cell. What's and that we, quote that says it's either um, medicine or poison or something right. like that? There's a quote about like you, you can choose yeah. what your food's going to be. But did you grow up like me with like meat and potatoes for dinner? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, like my lunch was always like a sandwich, chips, a recent. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> after school, I could have Diet Coke or Coke. Well, Diet Coke came out later, but like Coke or root beer or whatever. Like we didn't really have food. Like I'm basically starting from scratch as an adult because I never really, like you said, we didn't learn this because they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when did you start like kind of on the health journey? When did you start taking better care of your health? Yeah. So for me, so I was always an athlete. Um, uh-huh. In fact, let's, let's go back way, way back. Fourth yeah. grade on the track team, you know what we would do to get energy? We would <laughs> eat dry jello. I remember so that. In we Spain. would actually, yeah. Yep. So what? We would dip our finger in and lick the jello powder. Sugar. We yes. were just eating pure sugar. Yep. It was flavored sugar, which was excellent at like the time. Like a pixie stick. Remember it was like a pixie stick. stick. Yeah. So yeah. I was always an athlete. I was always very active. Um, but I just did what, you know, what, what we all did. We ate the sugar packets and our parents, you know, gave us what they were feeding us. It, there was no, when I was growing up, there were no options. Like whatever mom had on the table, that was what you were eating. For oh, 100%. Absolutely. Now right? my kids think I'm a short order cook. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, we're having tacos. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. And so when I got to college and I could eat whatever I wanted to, oh, yeah. oh that was a good time. And I didn't realize that... Um, I was going to be less active and that things were going to start happening to my body. So of course, weight came on Mm -hmm. and I grew up not having the best body image to begin with. Mm. Um, And so I, I always kind of in the back of my mind was worried about food. It was like a constant thing that I would think about. Um, I also get comforted by food. I know that I'm an emotional eater. Um, I'm self-diagnosed a food addict because I know that that is my trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was about nine years ago mm-hmm. when I had some really weird health things go on. Yeah. And I mean really weird, and we certainly don't need to go into any kind of details, but what happened to my body was not normal. Mm. And I went to the doctors and they were like, well, gosh, we can't figure this one out. Take these antibiotics, see mm. how things go. But I really, this is mm, kind of stumped on this. Let's go to this specialist. Mm-hmm. And so I went through these different tests. Meanwhile, I'm taking these antibiotics. And because they didn't know what it was, I think they gave me the strongest antibiotic existing in the world. Um, and the thing that I didn't realize at the time was that antibiotics don't know how to distinguish between the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't understand the importance of having good bacteria in your system. 
So unfortunately, whatever the physical ailment was that I had at the time, the antibiotics probably did even more of a number on me than whatever it was. Yeah. But anyway, I went through this whole thing for about six months um, because they said, you know, you're fine. You go do what you're doing. Come back in six months. We'll test you again. Well, in the end of that six months, they were all like, you know what? You're fine. Nothing's wrong with you. We can't find anything wrong with you. But did you still feel sick? um, I was feeling better. Okay. And so that was the part that confused me because I thought, how did that happen to my body? If you're telling me that there's no trace of anything being wrong with me, then what did I do? What was I around? What did I eat? How did this happen to my body? So I started this journey, this self-exploration of reading books, attending webinars, signing up for things online, just going through this whole process of what could I have done? And so that really surrounded around food. I wanted to get knowledgeable about what I was eating. Because honestly, if somebody would have told me back then, if you stay away from this one thing for the rest of your life, that will never happen to you again. I would have been like, done. I'm out. Not a problem. But I couldn't find those answers. Instead, what it, it was like an, layers of an onion. Every time I read a book, I would learn something new and I'd be like, oh, now I want to read more about that. Yeah. And I remember specifically being out to lunch with some friends of mine and I was sharing some information because I had just listened to a podcast on my walk over to the restaurant and I started sharing information with them. And they kind of graciously looked at me and they were yeah. like, maybe you should find some people who want to hear about this stuff. (laughs) And it's not us. And I was like, (laughs) that was code for, we're not really your target audience right now. And so I kind of, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I need to dial it back a little bit. (laughs) Um, But then I learned about health coaching. And Mm -hmm. one of the very first things that um, one of the instructors in my program said was, do you tell all your friends and family about your knowledge of health and wellness, but you don't get paid for it? Mm. And I was like, oh, I've been trying to, but they told me not to. <laughs> um, and so that's when I started exploring health coaching um, and realizing that the, my passion for reading and learning and knowing and my brain's ability to hold on to some of these things Um, that's information that people need to know. People are busy and they're not reading the books. Um, They just don't have the time. But if I can give them the Cliff's Notes version, I think about that a lot. I'm like, I'm that little yellow Cliff's Notes that, that tells you, here's what food is doing to your body. Here's how things are happening in your systems. Um, And giving them then the education now it's up to them whether they say, I'd like to make that change. Right. And most of the time when they say, I'd like to make that change, they just say, I don't know how. And that's exactly. what I love. I love it's being able to, to break cut. down the yes, how. Because it's hard mm-hmm. to cut through the noise. I mean, honestly, you could be flipping through or Googling something and get so many different opinions. So it's so yeah. nice to have someone who's done the research and knows what they're talking about. I love the idea of the Cliff's Notes version. It's so true. It's like, thank you, because we don't all have time to figure all of that out. And also, like sometimes it's like, of course, I want to eat right and I want to be healthy, but it's not interesting to me. Like I don't love cooking and I don't love, like it's just kind of not my thing, but I 
I feel like I want to, I don't know. I would just, I love the idea of someone breaking it down for me and kind of cutting out all the noise and mm-hmm. just um, helping me. So I, I Absolutely. love Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what motivated you to start coaching then is basically you were on your own health journey, yeah. which often what happens and then, which is good because you can, you can't teach what you don't know. Right. So like you've been through that feeling of like, what, I don't know what's wrong with my body. Like, I don't absolutely. Know yeah. Absolutely. And then coming out on the healing side of it, you know, yeah. after I started making my own dietary changes, um, I don't have seasonal allergies anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that was something that plagued me for eight years. I mean, since I was eight years old, Mm. And now all of a sudden I'm in my forties and I don't have seasonal allergies. Interesting. And it's one of those amazing things where that wasn't what I was trying to heal, but because I made these lifestyle changes, because I made these dietary changes, now all of this other stuff is starting to feel so much better Um, because I think we don't realize how sick we really are because there are things that we, um, that our body was just not created to have. We, yes. we weren't created to have headaches. Right. We weren't created to have allergies. If you suffer from congestion, if you suffer from stomach issues, then that's your body telling you that there, there's an imbalance in your body. And if there's an imbalance in your body, then somehow you're treating your body wrong. And how do we help? How do we figure out what are some of those changes we can make because there's nothing quite like it. And I know a lot of people experience it when they do an elimination diet, like the Whole30. You yeah. come out on the other end and you're like, holy cow, I haven't had a headache in, yes. in the past month. Yes. I used to get that two o'clock headache like every other day. It's like, yeah. no. Or you, you know what's so interesting about allergies is when we moved to Austin, my whole family got, like Jeff already had allergies, mm-hmm. but everyone got allergies. And like they even joke, like people are allergic to Austin and it's the cedar. Yeah. And it's really bad here. Like everyone's always walking around like sneezing and coughing and they're like, oh, the allergies are so bad. Now I've been blessed. I haven't gotten anything yet, but I think that's interesting. I remember once someone said, if you eat the local honey, it will help. And I'm yeah. like, is that true? <laughs> that is true. Yeah. The local honey plus at your health food store, you can get um, kind of a local, it's a, a little tincture like drops that are made from the pollen and the things that are impacting your air in your area. Um, But what's happening is that we're, you know, when it comes to allergies and heck, Sue, you and I could talk for like an hour or two just on allergies, which we probably don't want to do. Right. No. But (laughs) it's, it's your way of, it's your body's way of protecting yourself because Mm. it's better to sneeze and to cough than it is to ingest all of that. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So there's a lot that you can do. And because our bodies heal from the inside out, and I will tell you one thing, this is kind of my, this was something that I had seen once before and you can relate it to anything, but you do, you do not have allergies because you have a lack of allergy medicine in your body. Right? Right. You don't have migraines because there's a lack of migraine medicine medicine. in your body. Gotcha. Yep. So it's what is going on in our bodies. And instead of just trying to quell the symptoms, how do we heal our bodies? How do we use food as medicine? How do we make sure we're getting enough sleep? We're drinking enough water. All of those things 
that we all know what to do. I will be honest with you. I've never worked with one health coach client yet that didn't know what it was they were supposed to do. Right. The problem was they didn't know how to get it done. Yeah. And that's, that's the, um, that's the fun part of it because when you're in it, you don't see it. Right. I had, I had one client once who said I can have the groceries at my house. I can even have a meal cooking in a crock pot and ready for me. But if I've had a bad day at work, I see that drive through and I eat something really bad on the way home. Yeah. And so I said, well, let's find a new way to drive home. Let's take a new path. Yeah. Because if that's your trigger, then take, take that moment and pause and realize it's worth five or 10 extra minutes in the car so that I don't have to see that drive through restaurant. That's there's, so good. There's things that. that we can do to work through those issues. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think I've always used food for um, celebration and also like when I'm under mm. emotional stress. And so even if I feel like, oh, I had a good day, I should have some cookies or whatever. Yeah. It's just tied to that. So it's kind of nice to have someone kind of walking alongside of you and saying, you know, giving you different tips or different ways to maybe not do that kind of retraining yourself, um, knowing you're not hungry. It's not about hunger in those things. Right. It's about habit um, and some kind of an emotional thing that you're trying to fill usually, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And so it's just brainstorming, coming up with new ideas. What's a new, what's a new thing we could do to fill that emotional void instead of just eating? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. So what if you yeah. were going to give like the listeners, if people are listening and they're like, okay, I feel like I need to kind of start down a more healthy path. Mm. What would be your something to start with? One or two things that you would say, start here or yeah. here's a tip. Yeah. So part of my background, um, I have a logistics and event planning background. Mm -hmm. And so planning is my world. I love planning. Mm -hmm. And people think that planning is very restrictive. But if you plan, um, I'll always tell people, if you know you're doing laundry on Thursday, you can walk past that laundry pile five days in a row because you're like, nope, I got it on Thursday. And so planning gives you freedom. But what planning also does is it gives you peace of mind. So there's not one major event in our life that we just go out and wing it, right? So you're going to get married. Do you just (laughs) wing it or do you put a plan together? Right. You're going on vacation. Very few people just kind of grab some stuff and run to the (laughs) airport. Okay, so here we are planning a vacation that may, for on average, last seven days or 10 days or... Yeah. Glory be, we get to go for 21 days. Yeah. But we don't plan for our health. Right. That doesn't make sense to me. So I would say the very first step is get used to planning. Take a week, take a look at your week, figure out where all your non-negotiables are, like going to work and driving the kids to school and taking yeah. Jimmy to the dentist and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so write all those things down. But now you need to take a serious look at when will I go to the grocery store? When do I have time to prepare food? When should I be taking something out of the freezer because there's no time to cook? Um, And and really actually having a plan for what that week should look like. And I've heard a lot of people even take that one step further and do a lot of their cooking of all their protein on Sunday. And then they have it all ready for the week. I love doing that. 
I love yeah. doing that. And I always tell people too, if you're going to cook two, cook six. Yeah. Because you can either eat them as leftovers that week, or you can put some in the freezer. Yeah. But if you already have the stove on, I mean, it does not take that much time to chop up one head of broccoli or three heads of broccoli. Yeah. Right. So if you like broccoli, yes. um, but as long as you've got the cutting board out and the knife in your hand, cut up the broccoli, cut up the cauliflower, cut up the Brussels sprouts and roast it all. You know, you, you can fit three cookie sheets in an oven. So why can't you cook three different vegetables at the same time? We yes. don't think like that. We think in terms of meals, right? I need to cook this and this and this, cause those three things I'm going to eat together. Well, I always feel like if I cook in advance, then it's going to come like Tuesday and I don't want that. <laughs> I yeah. want to cook something more or something different. And so sometimes I feel like, am I going to waste all this if I cook it all? But I do like the idea of having snacks ready. Like um, someone had a recipe of like little balls they would make that were mm -hmm. kind of like granola balls instead of eating like a bar that you buy that's processed or whatever at the store, but like you make your own and then the kids have that for a snack and you have that for a snack. I love that idea. Dinner to me almost feels like a um, kind of a fun thing to do that day, like based on like, well, what do you guys feel like? Do you want cheeseburgers or tacos? Or are you feeling like chicken? Absolutely. Um, that's why when looking at somebody's plan or somebody's yeah. lifestyle, everybody is going to be different. Yeah. Because what you just described would drive me bonkers. <laughs> No, right? I would drive because I'm, like, because I'm about, a planner. Yeah. So I want to know that I can spend two hours on a Sunday afternoon, chop up everything, cook up everything, get it done. And my next time that I have available to cook may not be till Thursday. Well, that's no problem. I've got right. enough food to take us through Thursday. And then on Thursday, I get to make something new and be creative. Um, but I also will cook up chicken on a Sunday, but I won't flavor it. I'll just right. roast it in the oven. So then one day it can be jerk flavored chicken. And the next day it's Ethiopian flavored chicken, you know, because I have the spices on hand and I can change those flavors, oh, but at that. least I don't have to create something new because I just don't have that. I don't have that creative bone in my body every single day. Well, neither do I. So sometimes it's like five o'clock and I'm like, um, you know, uh -huh. what are we, we going to do today? <laughs> So yeah, no, I love the idea of planning. Again, it's, it's creating a new habit if you haven't done that. Yes, absolutely. Um, creating a new habit. So I want to make sure that we get to kind of the business part of it. Like I love that you're doing, um, you said it's called Trisha's Wellness Tribe. Yes. And I'm going to yes. go ahead and put, so for any of you that are listening that want to know how to learn more, I'm going to put it in the show notes at greatbigyes.com. But um when I just wanted to ask, like, so you've got your own business, you've got clients, like one of the things I'm interested in, I love talking to people who are kind of starting their own businesses and figuring it out and making it work. And so what, like, what would you say you've learned from kind of creating your, cause you, what I love is like you, you can make your own schedule, like you can, mm -hmm. but also you have to find clients and like, so you're like the marketing department, the sales department, <laughs> the creative department, the education. Yeah. So what would you say, like, what are some lessons that you've learned just from kind of starting up your own business? Yeah. So I think the biggest lesson that I learned was just getting out there. 
just mm -hmm. putting something out there, getting some idea out there. Yeah. Because whoever sees, for instance, whoever sees my website today, they have no idea that three years ago I had a totally different website with totally yeah. different colors with a different name of a company. Yeah. So they don't know because I think when we, for me, starting as an entrepreneur, it was if I were to wait until the perfect time and the perfect website and the perfect format, we'd still be waiting. That's right. And so a lot of my growth as a business owner has come from, I'm going to try this. I'm going to pursue this. And if this doesn't work, I'm going to pivot a little bit. Yes. And I love that idea of pivot because yes. it makes me think basketball. It makes me think that player on the court, he doesn't move from his position, but he right. pivots yes. or she pivots. Um, there's a great quote that says, um, if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, not the goal. Ooh, I love that. So the goal is still the same. I still want to get out there and help people. I want to help them be as healthy as they can so that they can do the good work that is meant for the rest of their life so that they can live out their passion and their purpose. They need to have health to be able to do that. Yeah. So the goal has never changed. But Sue, in the past three years, oh, yeah. things have changed dramatically. I in my that. company. And plus I think too, for me, because I learn all the time, I'm just, I love learning. And it was as I was learning more about toxins and yeah. what, what gets into our body through what we eat, what gets into our body through what we breathe or put on our body. Um, that's kind of my thing right now, toxins yes. and how do we get them out of our lifestyle? How do we get the good nutrition in and how do we get the toxins out? Um, which three years ago, I wasn't thinking about that kind of thing. I was thinking right. about balancing hormones and losing weight and a yep. different aspect of health, which is all very good. But the, the more I learned and the more I was exposed to things, um, it took me down a totally different path. So I feel really comfortable in just knowing that the reason that I think it works for me is because it is me. I'm not trying to do something else. I'm not trying to be somebody else or to fit into some kind of mold. Yes. Um, amen. That is key right there. Like yeah. just people I think are, you know, almost like, um, I don't know, afraid maybe to be themselves. Like it's like, we all need permission. Like, well, it's been done this way. So I need to do it. Like she's doing it right. Like right. Well, before Oprah was Oprah, there was no Oprah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. And you know, you look at like all the different people who are even doing health coaching or life coaching or whatever, but you have to bring your own self to it and your own experiences to it or else it's um, going to fall flat. It's absolutely. Yeah. And I also think too, that, um, there's enough to go around. Yes. Okay. There are enough people out there that are not healthy Yes. where hopefully some of them run into me. And come into my circle and come into my tribe. Exactly. But the thing is, if they come into my tribe and they don't like me personally, yeah. I mean, not everybody's going to like me, which yeah. is a hard pill to swallow. Yes. Um, but if they don't like me, that's okay. There's yes. other health coaches. Yes. There's someone else that you can hear the message from. The way I, um, the things I'm passionate about might not be what you're passionate about. Yep. Um, and so, and, and it took me a while. I mean, that's a tough one. That's a, that's, that's a, a tough one. one. 
it's, I, I think we all want to, you know, obviously we all like to be liked. It's more fun to yeah. be liked. Yeah. Um, but especially if you're a people pleaser, you know, I've always like wanted to get along with everyone so I could kind of chameleon around different personalities and, um, but that doesn't resonate. You got to like, we just authenticity is key and, yes. and just understanding it's okay. And, and I love your idea of there is enough to go around and there's mm -hmm. the right. It's kind of like when your kids are getting ready to go to college, there's a school for everyone. We don't need to panic if we don't get into Harvard. Um, <laughs> or wherever, um, you know, there's going to be a school for everyone. And so there's, there's a coach for everyone and, and there's somebody who's going to connect with you, but, um, yes. oh, I love that. Okay. So, um, another question I like to ask people is like, where would you go or what do you do? Like, do you have a ritual or some kind of thing you do if you start to feel discouraged? Cause I know having your own business mm. can be tough at times. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, um, I tried working in an industry where I was by myself once before yeah. and I found my company very boring and yeah. I was not really a great person to strategize with or celebrate with. Okay. Um, and so then when I started this company, I was like, oh no, here I go again. Like, like yeah. you said, I am the marketing department. I'm mm -hmm. the ideas, I'm the logistics, I'm the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I decided to get myself out there with a networking group. Um, awesome. I belong to an amazing networking group. It's actually a national organization that people can join. It's called Master Networks. Um, but what it does is it is all about education and entrepreneurs sharing information. It's about making contacts. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where I go once a week. It is protected time. It is on my calendar. Yeah. And... I get to be in this room with other like-minded people. There's no other health coaches. Um, so it's all different industries, but we all come together and we have the same struggles, time management, yes. um, motivation. How do you, you know, how do you keep enough people in your pipeline to have a business? There's yes. all sorts of things that you learn. And so it's like this cheerleading, like, okay, I'm revved up now and I can get out there and I can get going. Um, yes, so for me, from a business that. aspect, it is, it's priceless to belong to that group. It's a, it's a great That's group. So good. That's good advice. And just to mm -hmm. feel like, cause I think sometimes, and I, I've been listening to this, um, book on tape called, uh, over drinking, overeating and overthinking. And mm. it's, it's a doctor and she calls it the, um, toxic vortex and that women get into it. And when she was talking about yeah. overthinking, she was talking about how women are trained to kind of figure things out on their own. So yeah. like we go internal and then we try to figure things out. So if you're running a business and you run into a snafu, like we're just like, well, we could probably figure this out and kind of, and that how unhealthy that is. So I love the idea of you getting together with other people that may have similar struggles and just sharing that. And, and it's such a it, it releases that burden, but also helps you find answers in a way that you couldn't find on your own. Absolutely. Um, and and, and that's where, and I'm, what's great about it too, is that some people are a, a few steps or, a, or yes. way too more steps ahead of me. Yes. Um, and so it's like, they have the information and they have the experience that says, I've, I've lived through that. And first of all, you're going to be okay. Yes. And second of all, here's some things that I tried. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost, it is that coaching situation. And I just love being in synergistic relationships like that, where people yeah. aren't afraid to say, well, no, this is the database that I use. I don't want to share that information with you. Right. It's like, no, what, what, 
we're not competing with each other. It's people who want to share and everyone wants to see everyone succeed. Yes. There's, um, there's a quote that I love that says when, um, when the tide comes in, all the boats rise. Amen. Right. Because it's true. I love it. It's true. And if, if the tide is going to lift you, then if I'm standing next to you, it's going to lift me too. That's right. So why wouldn't I want to be standing next to you? Yes. floating next to you. I have found in my life, the more generous you are with everything, like anything Mm -hmm. you have, any kind of praise, any kind of information, any kind of knowledge, all of that, um, the more that comes back to you. It's this abundance theory. It's like this whole thing about like, if you expect that there's enough and that there's more and you don't live with a lack of mentality, then yeah. you're going to get more. And, and it's just true. And I, I've seen it so many times. So the same thing in business. And I love the way people are. I think that's catching on. I mean, there's a lot of mentoring groups. There's a lot of like mastermind groups. And um, yep, absolutely, really, really fun. Um, Absolutely. Okay. So we could talk all day, but I want to make sure I get my final (laughs) questions that I'm going to be asking everyone, which I just love and I can't wait to hear answers. So, um, and I did give you a heads up. So hopefully this won't be too (laughs) tough. Um, So what's a book that you love? A book that I love, which is not, um, it was a book that taught me a lot. It's called Uninvited by Lisa Turkhurst. I loved that too. Yeah, the subtitle of that book is Living Loved When You Feel Less Than, Left Out, and Lonely. Mm. And, um, and I think it really helped me kind of understand um, a lot of my past and a lot of how I got to be where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was just, it was a lot of hard work and it was a lot of tough questions and it brought up some memories and things like that. But um, when you asked me to think about this and it didn't even take me time to think about it, it came like to my mind immediately. And then I was like, I need to read that book again. I need to see what other nuggets I'm going to learn from that. Isn't it interesting? And I don't know what you were processing, but um, I'm uh, projecting here. Um, I like realize even as a 49 year old woman, you can still be processing things from junior high school. (gasps) Oh, of course. You know, of course. And so that book, I remember reading that book too. And I thought that was a really good book. You should tell her that. You know what else I really <laughs> is like there's people who I think are like um you know they're a big deal, they published a lot of books or whatever, but they still love to hear the good stuff. You know? Oh, sure. I think Absolutely. that's another thing I'm I'm wanting to tell everyone when they make an impact cuz I know if somebody tells me, "Oh, that really impacted me." I'm like so grateful for the encouragement. Mhm. Uh, but at any level, I, I, even she would need or love, I'm sure, that encouragement. Okay, so my next question is, what movie do you like? <laughs> so this one makes me laugh because this is like one of those hidden secrets. I love Pretty Woman. <gasps> I saw Pretty Woman in the theater, and I'm not kidding, eight times in the theater. Come on, come on. No. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, and it's crazy. Yes. But it was just this time in my life that would have been what, like senior year of college, junior, um, it was senior in college, year of college. It was like in between junior and senior year. Yeah. yeah. Like 1990 and or 1991. Yeah. I think I still had dreams and visions of, I don't know, being swept off my feet. And Richard, you're hanging out of the limo. <laughs> Something <frozen>. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that movie too. It's so, even if it's on now, I have to watch it. Like, I'm oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. Oh, that's a yeah. good one. That's a good one. I like that one. Um, 
Okay. So who inspires you? Mm, that is easy. That is my mom. My mom is turning 85 in April and she's not on any medications. Uh -huh. um, we have, and, and it's funny because I think you want, when I got into this profession, I wanted to help the people closest to me. And so that was my mom. And yeah. so I would share information and that whole adage that you can't teach an old dog new tricks is a <laughs> lie because she is doing all sorts of things between drinking apple cider vinegar and using coconut oil to cook in and oh, I love just that. all sorts of things that she has introduced just a little bit at a time. Um, and so I just, I look to her as my inspiration. Now, was she on like medicine and stuff and then she got off of it or she just never has been? No, she just never has been. That's awesome. Um, Sue, so she, she broke her heel and wow. was able to go through that surgery and that rehab, not even taking painkillers because she was mm -hmm. taking natural anti-inflammatories instead. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah. It's, and she's it's darling. I've seen cool pictures stuff. of her and she just looks so cute and bright. <laughs> you. you guys travel together and it's so cool. We do. We yeah. do. When you're 85 years old and you're still flying to Europe, that is, that is inspiration That's right there. goals, right? Yeah. That's like what I want. I want to be able to like pick up and go yep. and do fun things with my grandkids. And, um, oh, I love that. So, mm -hmm. okay. So what's one piece of good advice that you've been given? And the reason I don't say favorite or best is because mm -hmm. we all have gotten a lot of good advice, but like, what's one thing you can share? Yeah. Um, a supervisor, a boss, if you will, that I used to have, he had told us, and it was inspirational because he would say 90% is still an A because I am a huge type A personality, perfectionist, get it done, needs to be perfect. Yeah. And he would just say, no, you guys, it's good work. 90% is still an A. And it really helped me to learn that yes. it's about progress in our lives, not perfection. Yes. Um, and so does it look perfect? So I'm going to confess some things here to people who are listening. Yeah. I am a health coach yeah. who loves to drink beer yes. and eat chocolate. <laughs> and so like there are some things. So you and would so be 100% if it wasn't for those. <laughs> exactly. But that's just it is no, that I'm if kidding. we expect ourselves to live a 100% perfect lifestyle, yeah. we know that that's not realistic. Right. So 90% is still an A. Yes. I love that. And I've heard it said, perfect is the enemy of good. You know, like you can still mm -hmm. do a great job. You can have a great business. You can have a great life, but if you're constantly worrying about it being perfect, you're not living it. And so that's not good. It's perfect is our right. enemy, really. I mean, so. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. That's so good. Okay. And then, um, the last thing I just want you to share is how can people find you? Like if they want to learn more or they want to join the tribe, how would they? Sure. Sure. Well, there's two ways. Um, one is going to be checking out my website and that is trishaswellnesstribe.com. And I spell my name T-R-I-C-I-A. Um, so trishaswellnesstribe.com. It will teach you um, a little bit more about who I am, but it will introduce you to all the different areas of my wellness business. So between health coaching and helping to get toxins out of people's homes, good nutrition into their bodies, um, I'm also a yoga instructor, so it lists all my classes here in the awesome. Dallas-Fort Worth area. And then on Facebook, you can join my group, which is Trisha's Wellness Tribe. And um, you just ask to join. Um, I wanted it to be a group 
so that people can be really interactive. Yes. Um, I want this. This is my tribe. You are my people. I yes. want us to live this out together. I don't want to just be some business that throws information at you. Right. And we're all students and we're all teachers. Right. Yes. Yes. Yes, for sure. I love that. So I'm going to put all of that at greatbigyes.com on the website, um, which you can link to from my Instagram or my Facebook. So we're going to have that information available for you guys. But um, Trisha, I just want to thank you for being willing to come on and share. And I feel like we really could have talked for like four more hours. Um, oh, absolutely. We could have. <laughs> so, um, but I just really appreciate it. It's great to talk to you and I love what you're doing and I'm just so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you for having me and for introducing me to your audience. Um, and Sue, I love what you do. I love your podcasts. I love your passion. Thank you. um, it's really fun to, to be able to see um, where, where you've come from because I knew you back in the day yes. and now I still know you. So it's, <laughs> it's fun to see it. Awesome. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.